Welcome to this Sunday edition of TC Live as the ATP Finals get underway in Turin. The world's best going head-to-head -head for history. Here's what's coming up over the next half hour. Defending champ Novak Djokovic needs one win to finish the season as the top player in the world. And it's a familiar matchup to start. Plus, oh, Canada. Layla Fernandez putting the great North on her back with another sensational showing as Canadian tennis becomes royalty at the King Cup. And Gal Monfils has some major hops, but you don't want to miss his latest hoop dreams. Lamont with a front row seat to the next big thing. With that, we say hello from our studios here in Santa Monica, California. So great to be here with you, Steve Weissman, the Hall of Famer Jim Courier, and the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick. On my right, it is day one of the ATP Finals. Night one ends with a thriller, a three-setter Andy Roddick. Novak Djokovic pulls it out against Holger Runa. What's your reaction to that match? Yeah, I thought Runa came out and tried to punch him in the mouth, right? He was coming in off second serves. He was playing big tennis. He was going big on the second serve, uh, which he's perfectly capable of doing. That is taxing over time. And Runa, uh, for all the good that I saw in this match and all the good that we've seen since Becker jumped on board, uh, listen, his his the second half of his year is quickly becoming a dumpster fire. And credit to him, he's turned it around uh, a little bit. But th listen, playing these long matches, it's tough. If you want to be a Grand Slam contender and you want to be one of the young guys looking to uh, unseat the king, you're going to have to go through seven five-setters uh, over the course of two weeks. And if you can't get through a two out of three match indoors uh, in air conditioning, I understand it's against Novak, uh, the of the take your leg mold, but it, he has to improve that physicality, something to, to work on in the offseason. But I thought he played great this match. I really did. Yeah, he, he has recaptured his confidence. He's recaptured his form, but he's not been able to find a way to endure. And that is something that is in his control. He's going to have to do some big work on it. We talked about it throughout the match. There are, there are different things that he'll have to look at. Does he need to get his sweat checked? Possibly. Does he need to be more relaxed out there? Maybe. Is his diet something you have to look at? All of these things. He needs to run a diagnostic. Yeah. What's going on here? Why am I fatiguing at a couple of hours in, indoors, with no humidity? Should be able to su sustain that, survive that, and continue to pose the question to Novak, but he basically just... Runs out of gas, and then he runs himself out of the match. Needs to win in straight sets, perhaps. And then he won't Easier have to. Easier said than done. <laughs> Easier yeah. said than done. Yeah. We will have full <laughs> highlights of that match coming up later on TC Live. But first, Yannick Sinner, Stefano Tsitsipas, playing for the third time this year. The Greek won in Australia, but Sinner came back to take out the top seed in Rotterdam. Playing in front of the home crowd today said he knew it was going to be loud in Turin. Sinner won 89% of his first serve points in Rotterdam, Andy, at this victory. He hit that exact same number today against Stefano Tsitsipas, and we had another good result for the hometown guy. Yeah, there was no stress expressed on his serve. Uh, served 70% first serve percentage, nine aces, only two double faults. The biggest question mark coming in was Sinner's obviously favorite. He's been the hottest hand on tour uh, this side of Novak Djokovic since the Open. But how is he going to perform? There is extra pressure playing at home. We know he's a favorite. We know if he serves well, he has knockout power on both sides. Tsitsipas has done a good job steadying the ship later in the year. But Sinner has been the informed player. And more of the same here in turn. Could not have asked for a better start. Clean from the baseline. Has been moving a lot better. Those legs look a little stronger than they did, let's say, a year or two ago. And it is showing in the movement. He is becoming a complete player before our eyes. I always thought the serve was a little underwhelming given the height 
and given how big he can hit it off the ground, but not today, Steve. All systems go, which just bullied Tsitsipas from start to finish, gave the Torino crowd exactly what they wanted, and listen, might as well finish on, on an ace when you've been serving that well all day. Why not? 22 winners for Yannick Center starts the round robin off with a big win against Stefano Tsitsipas. There are the numbers served almost perfectly. Got the break points as well. Did not face a break point and had the unforced errors below the winners. Let's hear from Yannick Sinner catching up with our own Prakash. They love you everywhere, but I got to say, it's something different here. Almost 15,000 people, ole, 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 sinner, sinner. What is going through your body when you're, when you're feeling this? It's a football stadium. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's a special feeling. Um, it gives you, of course, goosebumps, no? It's, uh, um, I just try to, to, to do my thing, um, you know, staying humble and working hard and, and, and everything for me are the main reasons why I am here and I, and I will continue to do this and, and obviously in, in my mind I know that I can improve. He says all the right things, Jim. Uh, we talked about the serve. Sitsipas came in the highest holding percentage on tour this year, nearly 90%. Yeah. Got broken twice. How did Yannick do it? Well, Yannick, first of all, he's just so lethal off of both wings, forehand and backhand side. And he's a guy who is, he's on a discovery mission. How good can I be? Changed his service motion. Remember, he threw out his entire team a couple of years ago on the back end of making the quarterfinals of the Australian Open. It wasn't good enough. This guy is determined to see what he's capable of. And I, for one, love the fact that he and his team decided in Paris, I'm not going to play fatigued. I'm going to pull out of a Masters 1000 because I finished at 2 in the morning you can lose momentum and you can lose confidence if you come out and lose a match like that when you're on the type of run that he's on where he's won in Beijing, he's won in Vienna. He's fresh, he's ready, and he looks like he's going to be a real problem for everybody. And Djokovic is up next against him. Absolutely, Jim. He's now 14-1 and one on indoor courts this year. Mm -hmm. That's the most wins, Andy, on tour this season. Jim mentioned Novak Djokovic coming up. How do you see Yannick Sinner playing against him? Big. Uh, there's no other option uh, for Sinner. But li listen, along with Holger today, I mean, one, one of the reasons Holger gives Novak such a problem is because he is so physically strong. The endurance needs to come around, but he is physically capable of bullying Novak at times. Sinner the same way can take both sides up the line, is going to have to go a little bit bigger uh, on that second serve. But listen, he has that knockout power on both sides. He is not missing as much as he did. He early, Maybe 18 months ago, you could count on him, maybe play a loose game, be down love 30, and then try to grind out on his serve, which is something you couldn't do against someone like Novak Djokovic. Has really short up, less airs, better movement, better serving, normally leads to a better result. So I'm excited to see this one, Sinner versus Novak. All these matches so good. That's one yeah. we are looking forward to for sure. Speaking of Novak Djokovic, that was the match against Holger Runa. And in the night session, it was coming off that record seventh title at the Paris Masters for Novak, extending his winning streak to 18 matches in a row. Has not lost since Wimbledon. And, of course, needed just that single win to clinch year-end number one for the eighth time. First up, of course, Holgeruna rematch from the Paris quarterfinals nine days ago, Jim, and Runa making his finals debut. Yep, and uh, Djokovic in the tiebreak. They traded breaks early in the set. Runa would have an, an early lead, and Djokovic would break him right back, and he played a rock-solid tiebreaker. 
to wrestle control of the match. But second set, Runa makes a move again, gets an early break, can't hold on to it, so they go deep. Runa would actually have a set point before they get to the tiebreaker, but you can start to sense that Runa was running out of gas before they even got into the tiebreaker, which is why it was so surprising that Djokovic played this dog's breakfast of a breaker. I mean, it was horrendous. I mean, three unforced errors from Djokovic, the tiebreak master, and Runa was in this one, Andy, but the final set, Runa just had to redline it and he couldn't quite do it, could he? No, he couldn't. And listen, some of the risks were necessary, right? Coming in uh, consistently for Runa. You could see that he was trying to get forward even if there wasn't an obvious invite. An unnecessary risk is uh, having a three-inch inseam uh, on his shorts. But I digress, <laughs> uh, Jim. But he kept playing. Listen, and Novak at five ball in the second set, even though he loses that tiebreaker, he knows he's got him. Listen, over the course of time, a large sample size, Novak's fitness versus Holger's fitness right now, Holger loses 5% off the shots because he's a little bit tired, and that manifests itself in Novak running shop through the third set. It looked like it was in his control uh, throughout the entire thing, got easier service games, wasn't battling from 30 all induced, and was able to take it home at the end. It was just too much uh, physicality from Novak. I think we've heard that before and seen it before, but Novak cruise control to the end of the, yeah. the, end of the finish. And look at the time on the clock. I mean, this is another long exchange. Over three hours past midnight, and Djokovic, the fresher of the two at 36 years young. He is a marvel. There's no doubt about it, Steve. From dog's breakfast to a king's dinner. I mean, Novak Djokovic closing it out in three. Maybe the, maybe those shorts were too tight. You know, it's just, you got to get some oxygen. And I, I have no business talking about short shorts. But uh, in, in any case, the numbers were impressive from Runa. 49 winners and just 29 unforced errors. But, but Djokovic, again, just able to get them when he needed to. And Runa was never able to consolidate his breaks of serve. So uh, there's stuff for, to work on for Holger, but there's a lot to work with there for Boris Becker as well. Absolutely. Three hours in that match, Andy. And uh, Jim talked about it earlier in terms of not being able to physically go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Novak Djokovic. What would be your solution to that? Yeah, I mean, Jim's right, right? you got to go through the paces. Is, it, is he a huge sweater? I was someone who ticked. Uh, between points probably more than I should have was fidgety. That takes its toll over time. Uh, mess with diet later on in your career. What works, uh, what doesn't. But there needs to be a full stress test, right? Because this is becoming a bit of a trend. And the guy's a horse, right? He looks like a running back out there. I mean, he, he is physically strong. He moves great. It's not a strength issue, right? It's not getting in and out of the corners. It's not that type of, of physical work. It's the endurance. Can I do this over four and five hours? So uh, some questions that need to be answered and uh, maybe some outside expertise necessary as far as nutrition, as far as endurance, you know, no, stern, no stone left unturned. Uh, he saw an example of that, uh, maybe the best example we've ever seen across the net tonight with Novak Djokovic with Early in his career, was physically liable in tough conditions, late in matches to the sports ultimate Ironman. Yeah, he'll be able to figure it out at some point, hopefully, for yeah. him and his team. Yeah. We'll hear from Novak with Prakash later in the show. But before we go to break, the three-inch inseam, let's see him one more time, says Andy Roddick. <laughs> uh, those, <laughs> not, not only are, are they like that, but then he pulls them up. Jim. This is like going back to the 1990s, but, you know, this is a choice he's making. We didn't have a choice in the 90s. That's all there was <laughs> until Sanford decided he wanted to wear board shorts, and the long shorts came into play. But, yeah, li listen, the guy's definitely done some quad work, right? He's no quadzilla, but they're pretty no, strong. He, he's, he's getting up there, Andy. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's choice. It's definitely a choice. <laughs> it feels risky to me, Steve. <laughs> 
All right, much more still to come here on TC Live. The Billie Jean King Cup finale today. Why they may fill that chalice with some maple syrup. And well, we'll set the stage for Nick Kyrgios joining the Tennis Channel family for the ATP finals this week. That's right. It's a blockbuster collab. NK and TC on the way. to see Nick Kyrgios survives a wild week in D.C. For a second time in his career, he is the champion in Washington, Nick Kyrgios. Big Nick energy is coming to Tennis Channel this week for the ATP Finals. Aussie superstar Nick Kyrgios is going to be joining us in studio from Wednesday to Sunday, calling matches and breaking down the action right here on TC Live. We've got the seat waiting for you. Nick cannot wait for this. Are you this. ready? I'm ready. Are you re Andy, are you ready? I'm ready. Listen, we're, we're getting a firsthand. Like, no one knows what this guy thinks, like, during an actual tennis match live post game there's no coach we don't have an insight from a former coach as to what he's actually like anything goes but i'm here for it i'm ready it, it's going to be a fun time i think uh jim you've worked Definitely. with him before yeah. you've called matches with him in australia what yeah. was that like how was he yeah listen he's playing these guys he's going to have insights that that we're not going to be able to tell you what does it feel like in these situations so i'm looking forward to having him here uh, in the booth and on tc live you know nick is box office he's interesting he is interested i think it's going to be really fun and listen, let, let's open the floodgates and see what happens, right? <laughs> I mean, and by the way, yeah. the players who come in and work at Tennis Channel, things go well for them. This is yes. like a smart move for Nick to come here because this is like rocket fuel for your career, right? I saw what Taylor did. saw what Big Banks did. He's like, oh, I kind of want to win a major, get to a major final, you know, again. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. By the way, Nick Harris has a winning record against everybody in turn other then Yannick Sinner, take a look at these numbers, Andy. That's really impressive that everybody in the field, he's 16 and 8 against. Yeah, I don't think his top-level tennis is the thing that we've ever worried about, uh, frankly. It's can he stay engaged? Can he stay physically fit? Is he going to be able to get in and out, uh, you know, with his own interest in the game? But his ability to play top-line tennis has never been in question. Uh, but all the same, it'll be interesting to see his take uh, on these players because he is the one who, uh, you know, I think I've only played one guy that's left in the field. So, uh, listen, he's going to know uh, stuff that Jim and I certainly don't. Uh, and I'm sure he's going to tell you about it. <laughs> he's got that combination, Jim, of high tennis, AQ, IQ, and then that, you know, it just doesn't give a you-know-what about yeah. whatever he says that, that can make a great commentary combination. Absolutely. And here's one other factor, too. Nick Curios pretty beloved in the locker room, even mm. though there's, you know, people have opinions on him outside of, of the sport. But within the locker room, I, certainly over the years with the Davis Cup team, I've heard a lot of great things about Nick and, and how he gets along. So we're, we'll bring him inside our team yep. and see how it goes. But it's, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting, no doubt. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, three sleeps away from King Kyrgios joining us here right. at Tennis Channel. You don't want to miss it when we come back. Another first-time winner of the Billie Jean King Cup. How Layla Fernandez brought that main character energy all week long to clinch the cup for the Great North.
Jim, Andy, and Steve back on TC Live taking a look at Monday's schedule. We've got all the action from Turin. Doubles, number one, starts 6 a.m. Eastern. Singles, number two, 3 p.m. Eastern. That leads in to TC Live Encore coverage all night long. And for a look at the forecast in Turin, here's Fox Weather. Hey, tennis fans, I'm Fox Weather's Jane Minar, and here's tomorrow's ATP Finals forecast. Look at the weather in Turin, Italy. Partly cloudy, temperatures get to the upper 50s. Don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app and stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected device. All right, thank you, Jane. Doubles action in Turin. We've got American Austin Krychek and Yvonne Dodig. The top seeds taking on Maximo Gonzalez and Andreas Molteni, Andy. Yeah, Austin Krychek, sneaky become best doubles player in the world now. And this crafty record work here is a big reason why he is never in a rush. Even when you see that hand-to-hand -hand combat kind of all four at the net, he's able to stay calm, and Dodig knows how to finish. He's been doing it uh, for many, many, many years now. He used to be able to do it on the singles court. Now a little bit more focused uh, on the doubles, but they were kind of running through this match uh, start to finish. They look like they're in sync. You can tell teams that have been playing together for a while and have that confidence, kind of uh, read each other's movements, the righty-lefty of things, uh, looking at the box, getting pumped, and listen, letting that one go. Straight forward, downhill, sledding. Right checking Dodic. Got the job done. First win at the finals together. They went 0 for 3 last year. They're one of five teams that can finish the year at world number one. Meantime, Marcel Grenoliers, Horatio Zabayos making their fourth appearance together as a team in the finals. Jim taking on Santiago Gonzalez and Edward Roger Vaseline. Yeah, another righty-lefty combo. Top of the screen. They, they would uh, struggle a little bit early on, but they're coming off of a big win in Shanghai. So riding high, the 37 and 38-year-old, the Spaniard there taking that overhead, mixing and matching. And look, this is a big deal, right? You're the best eight teams. You got so much on the line, ranking points, money, all that. And it comes down to match tie breaks. This was a taut affair, but they would uh, well, they'd basically come from 4-5 here and finish this one off 10-7. Sneaky little forehand there from Zabios. And then on match point here, nice little poach, and it's over. One and zero. Well done to those two veterans. 37 and 38 years young. Still cranking. Impressive stuff. Looking to make the semis for the third time as a team as we take a look at the green group in doubles. You see the teams that started with victories. The defending champs, American Rajiv Ram and Joe Salisbury, they're in action tomorrow as the red group takes the court as we head back to turn with Prakash, who spoke to Novak Djokovic moments ago. Congratulations, brother. Another very high-quality match. There were obviously moments of frustration in the match, that second set breaker and then in that third set, but you let those moments just last for so short. You bounce back so quick. How are you able to do that so well? well that's the most important thing, I guess, you know, not, not to be stuck too long in a negative emotion and not to allow it to take, it, to take you down. And, you know, uh, it's a, such a game of small margins. Everything happens really quickly. Uh, I could see in the first opening few games of the match that Holger is sharp. He, he was on man on a mission. He was hitting the ball. He was returning my first serves like they were second serves. Um, so I, I could see that it's going to be a long night for me if I want to win. And, you know, I thought, uh, I thought he was a better player for most of the first set. And then, you know, I played a really solid first, uh, uh, first set tiebreak. Second, he was break up again. I managed to come back, had some chances maybe later on in the second and then played, a, honestly, a terrible second set uh, tie break. But, you know, also credit to him for, for staying tough. And, 
you know, uh, yes, there were some frustrations and uh, kind of let the emotions, unfortunately, uh, some bad emotions also out. Um, but in the end of the day, I didn't let that, you know, carry me away in the, in the negative direction. So, I, you know, I kind of collected my my cool, so to say, and refocused and reset and uh, ended up the match and stuff. Couple of uh, broken rackets. What one came to a fan? You can see the full interview with Prakash and Novak on our social media channels. Meantime, how about Daniil Medvedev bringing the full family to Turin? That—that's his baby daughter, Andy, who was walking down the hallway and and, and she saw her daddy on the wall. I love that little moment of recognition. You just push. Wait a minute. I'm, I know him. What is he? What trying to put together that his dad's world famous and a great tennis player right there? Wait, something's up. Hmm. Interesting. So cute. <laughs> Just turned one, Jim, and uh, our, you know, knows full well who Pop is. Magical. His head's a little bit bigger than I expected it to be, <laughs> should say in there. But yeah, that, that's a great moment in the hallway, right? I mean, her dad is definitely somebody. Looking forward to seeing him get underway tomorrow. Should be good. It should be good. We are eight months away from Wimby, but uh, Gal Malfis was up close and personal with. Wemby last night. That's right. He was at the Spurs game. Gal Malfis also with their mascot. And he took a photo of the rookie sensation, Victor Wenbanyama. Yeah, cool that's, stuff. that's awesome. You know, a couple of French superstars. Wemby taking over for sure. Malfis uh, in the States. I believe, uh, Elena, didn't she just do something uh, in Ukraine? A fundraiser, I believe, his wife. Yes. So, yeah. uh yeah, they're dividing and conquering, but uh, taking advantage of the off-season, Monfils getting a chance to see uh, a legend in the making. French superstars, yeah, they, Andy. Yeah, there's some crossover, too, because how many times have we seen Monfils and go, wait, the human body's not supposed to be able to do that. I'll tell you what else a human body's not supposed to be able to do is play point guard from seven foot four and block shots from, like, eight feet away. Wemby is no joke. I would love to watch that guy in person. And that night he had 29 points, nine rebounds, four blocks, four assists. That, that's a stat line right there. <laughs> we need to get Wemby at Wimby. There you go. Right next I'm, year. I'm with you. Okay. Nowitzki will take him. I see yeah. it. I see it. Uh, when we come back on TC Live, hot shot of the day. It's a special one, and we'll break down those matches in the red group. Curry Erotic Weissman back with our Prudential Tournament Summary. Novak Djokovic, a win today against Holgaruna, looking for his record seventh ATP Finals title, already guaranteed his eighth year-end number one. Carlitos Alcaraz can no longer get to number one at the end of the year, but he can win the ATP Finals, makes his debut on Monday. And how about Alex Mickelson cracking the top 100 for the first time in his life, takes the challenger title in Knoxville. That's huge. That's big. Top 100. You never forget that. All right, hot shot of the day. It's the finals of the Billie Jean King Cup, Andy. Canada going for its first title against Italy. Layla Fernandez was in her bag all week long. Check out championship point. And then euphoria. Let's celebrate. Let's get some labats or whatever we're going to do. I don't know if she can have them yet, Steve, but we're going to do something. Congrats <laughs> to Team Canada closing out the BJK Cup with the hottest of shots. Team competitions are fun to win. I think Jim won more than I did, but hell of a night either way. Congrats to Team Canada.
Fernandez was perfect in singles, Jim. Marina Stakusic yeah. got a big win. How about that? Against Trevisan. She was a great story uh, all tournament long, and that is a magical moment they'll take with them forever. And this is great to see Layla. You know, obviously, she had the breakout party along with Emma Raducanu with the U.S. Open, and it's been a bit of a battle for her to get back up to moments like this. But this one... She will never, ever forget a moment of magic for her and then a big-time celebration with her team. about Canada? Last year's Davis Cup champions as well. They are strong in team competition. It is a tennis nation now. Forget hockey. I mean, they own the Davis Cup. They own the BJK Cup, Andy. It's all about the great north. Put maple syrup on everything. <laughs> That's it. Tim Hortons for everyone, I think. Uh, but credit to Layla Fernandez. She's had a great fall. I, I actually like her to kind of take a peek at the top 10 again next year, especially winning these type of matches where you could be favored over your opponent with so much on the line. Then to handle it in straightforward nature, two and three. Congrats to Layla. Congrats to Team Canada. All of it. Way to go. Gabby Dabrowski, great job in the doubles. Jeannie Bouchard works at Tennis Channel. What does she do? Wins a King Cup, Jim. How about them apples? <laughs> how about tomorrow, huh? Getting cranking early, 8.30 Eastern. All Anacone will have it for you with Brett Haber. Alcaraz and Zverev, what are you thinking about that one, Mr. Roddick? Yeah, you don't often say the question mark is Alcaraz, right? Hasn't had any matches, probably the least of anyone uh, in, in kind of this tournament post-U.S. Open now that Novak made his run in Bercy. Tough out of the gates against Alex Verov, who, credit to him, getting back to this stage and getting back to the finals after that broken ankle. Medvedev and Rublev going to be some fireworks. I know who's going to be up on the baseline. I know who's going to be way back. I just don't know who's going to win, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> agreed on that one. But Medvedev, you know, he's got his daughter in, in tow, and Rublev... It's a big part of that story, too. It's nice. That's right. Godfather. Godfather, yeah. That's Godfather right. the little one. For more on these matches, let's head back to turn with Danny and Prakash. All right, Steve. Red group action to look forward to on day two. A seventh meeting between Carlos Alcaraz and Sasha Zverev. They've split their two, their previous head-to-heads. So who do you give the edge to? Well, after Carlos has sort of become Carlos at the beginning of 22, he's kind of been thumping Sasha in all of their meetings, except for that one at Roland Garros where Zverev was able to take him out. I think the quick chords, even though Carlos hasn't been that confident, losing that early round to Safuyan in Paris, I like Alcaraz to come through. Well, you can feel this atmosphere, and it's going to be electric on Monday here in Torino. All right, thanks so much. Let's talk a little bit more about that uh, Russian matchup between the two best friends, rivals. Uh, it, it all goes back a long way. 6-2 head-to-head for Daniil Medvedev. He won the two matches this year. How do you break it down, and why does he lead it so much in this one-sided affair? I think if they played on clay, it would be a little bit of a different story, mm -hmm. right? Rublev far more comfortable in that environment. But but the second serve continues to be a problem in this matchup for, for, for Rublev. He just doesn't get enough mustard on that and we know that Daniel stands deep he's going to make returns and then go to work and, and Medvedev just gets more free points with his serve that tends to be a big difference maker comfortable holds versus grinding holds for Rublev the last time Rublev beat Medvedev it was here in turn Andy it was at the ATP finals just last year what does Andre need to do to win tomorrow yeah, well, yes. Hey, listen, Rublev played maybe one of his best matches of the year, uh, you know, in, in Paris and came up just short of Novak. I think one of the reasons why this is such a tough matchup is Medvedev is the king at being able to keep the ball flight down, right? Keeping out of your person's strike zone. You get a Rublev up waist high or a little bit above, he's going to take a thrash at it. So it's can he control the ball when it's down on a slicker court? and still pick and choose his spots to de deliver and get that kind of, he goes silent for a couple shots, and then when he goes for it, you get that Rublev grunt, right? Is he going to be able to establish that 
uh, enough to hurt Medvedev. Uh, curious to see what Medvedev does on second serves, if he's going to pump it up to 120 a la Runa today, keep it back, 95. That'll affect Rublev's return position, too. Name that grunt. Bwah. Bwah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he does it. Uh, we got you covered all week long here on Tennis Channel, TC Live. It's going to be a fun one. ATP Finals going down in turn. Will Novak Djokovic win it again? Or maybe Carlitos in his first time at this event? We'll see what goes down. We'll it's see in... what Nick has to say. That's right. Starting Wednesday, Nick Kyrgios in the house. Yannick Sinner. The Karota boys are there, by the way. They, they met their hero, Yannick Sinner, there in Italy. And Novak Djokovic just doing Djokovic things. Thanks for watching TC Live. Encore coverage from Italy after this.